Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This podcast is sponsored by Durham Sports. Durham Sports is a crypto project connecting sports and entertainment with cryptocurrency. Durham has sponsored over 80 minor league baseball players to date and is now branching out to all other sports. Durham Sports aspires to be the cryptocurrency synonymous with sports sponsorship. Not only are they assisting athletes in their profession, they are also providing an opportunity for investment. By purchasing the RBI token on Uniswap, you can invest in their mission of helping athletes around the world. Check them out at durhamenu.com and purchase the RBI token today. All right, I am excited for my guest today, a right-handed pitcher in the Oakland Athletics organization signed back in 2021. Aaron, uh, how you doing, brother? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. All right, right off the bat, I got to talk to you about this because I, I did some digging, credit to me, um, and I found mm-hmm. out you're also a YouTuber. Um, I saw a video that you and your sister had posted maybe a year or two ago um, for your dad. Oh, yes. And I, and I got to know, like, if I'm ever running for something, do I have, are you going to be able to make me a video? Like, I need to know if I have you on my team. Sure. If you, if you end up running, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be happy to make you a video. <laughs> so what, what went behind that? I was curious. I was just kind of, I like to do some research. I was kind of just going through, scrolling through, seeing like what I can find. And I found that video. Like, uh, whose idea was that? Uh, that was, that was mine. So yeah, a couple, uh, back in 2020, my dad ran for office. And uh, so, you know, we wanted to you know, make a video supporting our dad and, yeah. and everything. And that's what we kind of uh, construed it up, some fun facts about him. Um, so it was, it was fun to make. And I actually, we could re- so me and my sister, we recorded it, uh, recorded it ourselves. And then I edited it. It was during COVID. So I was, you know, there's no games. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at school. I was just like, you know, I was just home doing online uh work so we had a lot of free time on our hands so no cool and that was funny i I watched it i'm like okay cool nice yeah um so do you ever have any plans on on doing your own like youtube channel any content creating i know there's some minor leaguers who have podcasts out there like the compound um Mm -hmm. aiden uh, one of your teammates he has his own youtube channel has that ever crossed your mind um not not as of yet no sometimes i'll put i've put a couple of videos on tiktok but just uh, videos of me pitching not like real full-blown uh, content, um, just trying to focus on, you know, playing and getting better right now. And I'm not too, I, I like, I like making videos, but I'm not, not quite to that standard yet. No, I feel that. I respect that though. You got to start small though. You got to start yeah, small. Sure. Let's talk about spring training and off season. How's that been for you? The the preseason and the you know, spring training and, and everything was great. It was my first spring training mm-hmm. and I was really excited for. Didn't know what to expect exactly, um, you know, because you know when you sign you go to Arizona and you're in the and you're in rookie ball and and everything like that. But so you have your teammates around. But in spring training you have all the minor leaguers in that organization, all the coaches. So it's a lot different than just uh, you know 
like it was in rookie ball. So they're, you know, like a hundred or so more players. So there's a lot of moving parts, but it, they, you know, it was really organized and it was fun. You know, um, you get done a little earlier in the day, which is nice. So you have like the afternoon and the evenings to, uh, to do what you want. And, uh, it was good. It was a good time. For sure. Um, did you ever like pinch yourself or think like, uh, I'm finally here in, in spring training and I first spring training, I'm finally a professional baseball player. Yeah. So, you know, those thoughts run through your mind at times. Um, and it definitely is like, sometimes you do take a step back and you realize, wow, this is like an amazing opportunity and it's really cool. But at the same time, I don't like to focus on, uh, you know, thinking about that too, too much. I just like to focus on, okay, this is what I have to do for this day to get better. Or, you know, this is what I have to do to execute just because, you know, the bigger the thoughts get in your head, the more your mind wanders and takes you off the goals, you know, that you have right in front of you. So, yeah, that, definitely there's times to reflect, but also sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you just like to focus on uh, the task at hand. No, for sure. So you I saw that you work out at Diesel Fitness in Tampa. Yes. Um, yes. So do you do is that where you go for most of your off seasons? I, I know you've only had one, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, I've been training there since college, since after my sophomore year of college. I uh, I started training at Diesel. I was like 178 pounds. And then one, uh, one off season, I went up to 195. Nice. So they definitely helped me put on a lot of muscle. They've really changed uh, not only like, you know, my body, but, you know, my lifestyle. They've taught me so many things. It's a, you know, it's really, there's a lot of players that work out there. It's a great community and, uh, you know, I'm so very thankful for Diesel for all they've done. Yeah, I was reading guys like um, Judge, Remuto, Clevenger, all these guys um, work out there. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard to like just walk up to them and kind of pick their brain. But do you ever get an opportunity to talk to any of them, just kind of uh, pick their brain about some of the things that they've done to get to the majors? Yeah, you know, you know, we all have our workout times mm -hmm. in the you know kind of the early morning, and a lot of the big league guys have always been you know very helpful to me. Um, especially Brad Miller, uh, who's now with the Rangers, you know, he's probably one of, you know, the nicest guy, you know, I've met Carlos Carrasco, um, is also another great guy. And, you know, it's nice to have that community of ball players around, uh, you know, to help pick their brains about stuff, you know, whether it's, you know, life in the minors mm -hmm. or just, you know, real technical baseball things, uh, to pick up on and, and everything. And yeah, I'm very thankful for it to, you know, with the knowledge they have uh, passed on to me. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's take it back to when you were little. What, 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 at what point did you start playing baseball, and at what point did you realize you were good enough uh, to possibly make something out of it? Mm -hmm. um, I, I've probably been playing baseball since <laughs> I was four or five, just whenever my parents signed mm -hmm. me up and for a Little League, and I fell in love with it right away. Um, and to be honest, like, when I was, especially when I was really young, I wasn't the best player, um, and I always kind of – always was kind of a late bloomer um you know i just always kept on getting better and and things like that i really fell in love with the work of it uh you know i love going to the gym i love you know i used to hit obviously you know mm -hmm. i love spending time in the cage or you know do what i need to do to get, be a better pitcher or fielder whatever it was when i was younger so in that so i feel like i just kind of worked super hard to get where i am um, and when I realized I could probably, uh, potentially be, you know, become a pro player, you know, I never, 
I just never try to overthink it. That's mm-hmm. it. I just try to take take everything one step at a time. Um, you know, going going to college, uh, you know, playing Division One baseball. You know, you start to see, you know, see the separators and, and everything like that. So. For sure. Um, so you mentioned that you were hitting. Obviously, you you um, pitched and hit. What was your favorite position to play before you became like a full time pitcher? Um. Well, my fr- <laughs> my freshman year of high school, I played second base a little bit. All right. But that was a uh, very short lived. Um. But I like the I like the infield. Um. Yeah, second base, third base, shortstop, little like corner outfield. Um. You know, it was all fun. But I was always just I was always just a better pitcher. So who who told you that you got to start pitching full time? Was it like your coach was like, "Look, man, like we're gonna we're gonna do pitching now. No more second base for you." Um, I think so. It was after my freshman year of high school. I you know I made varsity my freshman year, um, and you know I played a little bit of second base, uh, pitched just just a little bit, just because they didn't want you know they don't want to burn out your arm, especially mm-hmm. when you're that young. And then after that year, it was basically uh, my high school coach. Uh, he basically was just like, you know, you should focus on pitching. And he was right. And the game became a lot easier once it started to do that because then you wanted to play in college. And, you know, it's it's so hard to be a two-way player in college. Um, so, one, you know, like anything, if you try to focus on a million things at once, right. you know, it's, it's better to be very good at one thing than be mediocre at, you know, multiple things. So once I t- focused on pitching, I, it took off even more. So when he told you this, were you like, look, coach, I can do this? Or was it like, okay, like, I see what you're saying. Like, I'll, I'll focus yeah. on this pitching. Uh, I mean, of course, like, you know, you're a little bummed out at yeah. first because you're like, oh, I've hit all my life. Uh-huh. And now, yeah. but I mean, I guess I figured it would have happened eventually just because I've, you know, I was just always a lot better at pitching than I was hitting. So. Uh, it was like it it stung for a few days and then I was like, all right, let's get to work. <laughs> Did you play any other sports or was it pretty much baseball is like your thing? Uh, pretty much baseball. I mean, I played basketball a little growing up and just, you know, like the rec leagues and everything like that. Um, and then so when I moved, I grew up until fifth grade in Connecticut. So, you know, in, you know, spring and summer, you play baseball, you play fall ball a little bit. And then in winter, you play basketball, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. it's cold outside. And then in the middle of fifth grade, I moved to Florida where you play baseball. All you can play time. baseball all year <laughs> round. So <laughs> it was, you know, I monitored, you know, when I was younger, how much I would throw. You know, you don't want to throw all year round, especially when you're 12 you know, years old. But uh, I felt like. You know, some people say, oh, you should play a bunch of different sports. And I feel like some some kids can do that. Right. But for me, I felt like, you know, to get to where I am, I needed to focus all on baseball. I mean, it's one thing if you can play pickup basketball mm-hmm. or, you know, do other things on the side with your friends. But for me in particular, I felt focusly, or focusing solely on baseball, you know, got helped me get to where I'm at. Sure. And all right. So in high school, you played for uh, a coach. Uh, Wade Boggs was one of your coaches. Yes. So how was that experience getting to play with one of like a Hall of Famer and like a just absolute stud player uh, <laughs> as you're one of your coaches? The you every like, how was that first like meeting with him? Yeah. So it's uh, it was awesome. It was it was an awesome experience. 
uh, you know, yeah, for so you know, you go in freshman year, and you know, I remember trying out for the team, and he's the one hitting fungos, uh, you know, to all the people, you know, at the positions, and you're like, you know, holy cow, like yeah. Wade Boggs is hitting me, you know, fungos for my tryout, uh, you know, and it so that's like nerve wracking at the beginning, um, but you know, over the years, you know, it was awesome to pick his brain, even though I, you know, I stopped hitting. I mean, the guy's knowledge on Mm-hmm. baseball is endless so you know and it was great asking him questions about pitching you know how to attack pitchers or attack hitters rather yeah. um so you know the guy is one of the you know the greatest hitters of all time so if you can ask you know one of the greatest hitters of all time what hitters struggle with mm-hmm. you know that was just things to you know put in the filing cabinet upstairs and you know just pick his brains about different things and i mean it was just awesome i mean how not too many kids can say, yeah. "Oh, my high school coach was you know Wade Boggs, and, you know Major League Baseball Hall of Famer." Yeah. So was he the head coach or an assistant coach there? He, he was an assistant coach. Okay. Our head coach, um, Coach Hoffman, he actually just retired this past year. Um, he was there for around eighteen or nineteen years, um, and so it was you know our whole coaching staff was always great. Mm-hmm. So. So did did uh, Wade Box ever tell any like stories in the major from his time in the majors? Did he have or any good coach? Do you have any good coaching stories uh, coaching from story? uh, from Wade Box? Like, did he ever do anything where like, wow, man, he's such a great coach, or maybe just oh, a funny man. funny uh, interactions? Yeah, so I mean, he would tell us, you know, some you know some funny stories. Just I can't think of anything in particular off the top of my head, uh, just because you know it's been a couple of years. But yeah, you know, he would tell us, you know, we'd ask him about you know you know players he played against. Yeah. Or, you know, awesome stories from, you know, you know, a World Series or an All-Star game. And it, so it was cool. Like, you know, he's met all the big time. You know, he is a big time player. So it's <laughs> so it's kind of weird asking him about another big time player. But, uh, you know, it was, yeah, he, he definitely had a lot of stories. Um, I'm trying to think. I know, I know he was very superstitious as a player. Um, oh, yeah. Did any of that carry over as, as a coach? A thousand percent. <laughs> uh, a thousand percent. So... <laughs> it was funny. I think it was my senior year. Me and my friend uh, Drew, who's actually uh, you know a player at the University of Tampa, is one of my best friends. So we would, you know, him and a couple other of our teammates, we'd go to Chick Fil A before every single game uh, in high school. You know, go out to school, get get food, and he we would see him a lot in the uh, in the drive through at Chick Fil A. So he would still eat his chicken every mm-hmm. day. Um, he would, uh, we had this thing, it was called, you know, he had a rope and he would walk around, uh, during stretch before the game and had all of us pull on the rope. And, you know, that was our way of symbolizing, you know, you're, you know, you're bringing each other up, you know, if one, if someone's down, you know, mm-hmm. you pull the rope and like, you know, you're bringing them back up. So yeah, he did a lot of superstitious, uh, things you know very a lot of time management you know try, try to take infield at the same time um and it definitely passed on to me like especially yeah. during different uh um phases and whatnot high school i'd make sure i wore my socks the same mm-hmm. i eat the same food before the game uh you know just just little things like that you know definitely trickled down do you do you still have any like superstitions now as as a pro player um like that you kind of kept on or maybe develop new ones um, trying to think, not much at times. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would, if I had a good game and I, ate, you know, something before the game or the night before I try to eat the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
and until it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, uh, I don't have any superstitions right now. Um, you know, I just tried it, but it, there's something to be, you know, have the same routine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's good about getting it good about getting in routines. And that really helps, especially with the long season, you don't want to be having to change things up constantly. And, you know, it's good to be have a routine. Yeah. So, um, Florida, like you had talked about year round, like people play baseball, like it, it produces a ton of talent, right. um, throughout the state. Um, how good was your team in like comparison to like all the other guys in Florida? Uh, my high school team, we were pretty good. We won our district uh, my soft, or my junior and senior year. Um, we didn't always have like, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, recruits or, you know, um, or draft picks or anything on our team. You know, in Tampa itself, uh, Tampa High School Baseball is like such a hub for, you know, you're getting your top D1 guys, you're getting guys drafted in the early rounds uh, every year. I think my sophomore year, we played plant high school in a, um, in a district uh, playoff game. And they had what would end up being three first round picks on that team. Two from the, from that year, uh, Kyle Tucker, who's now obviously yep. a great player with the Astros. Um, Jake Woodford, who's a big leaguer with the Cardinals. And then um, I think Connor Scott, I think is his name, who was a freshman at the time, but he ended up being a first rounder his senior year too. So <laughs> You know, there's a lot of talent. So we didn't always have that flashy talent, but we were always just coached so well. And we played, you know, such like so good as a team. So we, we were, you know, we always were pretty good. And uh, it was it was a fun environment to be around. Yeah. And you just named off like players who are like stud players. And like I said, Florida yeah. produces so many good players, especially the Tampa right. area. Um, yeah. So how was your recruiting process? Um, obviously, you went to uh, is it Fairleigh? Am I pronouncing that? Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. yeah. Fairly Dickinson. Um, how was the recruiting process? Were there any other um, schools that you were interested in? I know you mentioned your friend went to uh, uni- uh, Tampa, University of Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. Were there any JUCOs that you were looking into? Um, not so much junior colleges. I mean, it was, like I said earlier, I've always kind of been a late bloomer. So, okay. you know, sometimes in Florida, it's hard getting recruited. If you're not somewhere 90 miles an hour right. in high school, then, you know, the big, the big state schools aren't going to watch you. So, you know, I kind of had to look elsewhere. So it just happened to, you know, be a, be that way. Um, and uh, I was recruited by uh, Justin McKay, um, my one of my coaches at, uh, at Fairleigh Dickinson, my senior year. And uh, that's uh, where I ended up going. Awesome. And how, how was your time there at, at, at Fairleigh? Um, it was all right. I mean, you know, we didn't really have a, that great, you know, there was not a lot of winning going on, uh, you know, but, you know, I made a lot of good friends uh, along the way and, um, you know, ended up getting a, a degree. So, you know. Yeah, you got a degree in poli sci. I mean, um, when you're when your career is over um, years from now, down the future, is that something you, you might want to get into, like politics and stuff? Um. I don't know. You know, it, I find it interesting. You yeah. know, it's especially interesting to study. It gives you a good aspect, not only on, uh, you know, how government works, but you know how the how it works on a, a global scale. You know, a lot of international relations, um, you know, and global politics. So I found that very interesting, and it's important, you know, information to know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how the world works. Yeah. Whether I get into it or not, uh, probably not. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very, you know, no matter what side you're on. 
fifty percent of the people aren't gonna like you. Yeah. So it's a, uh, you know, not the, you know. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to get into. Like you talked yeah. about, like no matter what you do, people are gonna hate you. People are gonna love you, yeah. but um, it takes a special person to to do that. So, um, so you obviously didn't get drafted, but you were signed by Oakland not too long after. Um, were there any other teams interested in you? Um, and how did that whole thing come about? So I was I was in I was playing summer ball. I wasn't sure if uh, you know if the you know signing with Oakland was gonna work out or not. But I was uh, playing summer ball in Socrates, New York. Uh, for the Saugerties Stallions, uh, they're very proud to be a stallion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you won, and, a, you won the championship, right? With yeah, them? we won yeah. the championship. I actually signed a couple of days, uh, or I had to fl- fly out right as we were getting into the playoffs. So I actually missed the semifinal and the championship because uh, I was, um, or maybe I think, or maybe it was just the championship. But regardless, because uh, I had to fly out to Arizona, so yeah, it was. Um, you know, a couple of weeks after the draft and, you know, uh, you know, they, they reached out and, you know, I was very thankful for the opportunity mm-hmm. and it was a great moment to, you know, get the phone call. Uh, and then, you know, it was, it was awesome to, you know, fly there. It all happened so quick. One day I'm in uh, New York playing summer ball. And then the next day I'm flying out to Arizona to become a member of the Oakland A's. Yeah. Um, were there other teams interested in you or did the, and did the A's just kind of offer you the best deal or was it pretty much just Oakland? And you know, I mean, obviously, it's it's a team that you're happy. I'm I'm actually a huge A's fan. I grew up in Oakland awesome. area, so like, totally. yeah. So that's I'm awesome to hear that you're you're you know part of this organization. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty much just the A's. Um, and so, but you know, I'm incredibly grateful, mm-hmm. you know, for the opportunity they give me. Um, you know, this organization is uh, second to none, and you know, just everybody from you know the the coaching staffs, you know all around training trainers teammates every and everything is is awesome and uh they do a great job developing players mm-hmm. as you know you can see you know year in and year out they put out you know a winning team so yeah no for sure and, and they're consistently um i think prior to last year they had three four straight playoff appearances and then exactly. they had a couple years off and then before that they had a couple years of playoffs so they're consistently a good mm-hmm. team um so this podcast is sponsored by durham sports um crypto project um connecting sports and entertainment uh with cryptocurrency they sponsored over i think over 80 minor leaguers now um one is you um how did how did that come about so it happened during spring training uh you know i came back in the locker room one day uh, we were about to end the day and one of my uh my locker mates, I think he was two lockers down, Austin Briggs, who's uh, one of our left-hand pitchers in yep. the organization. Uh, he's he's very much involved in, you know, all types of cryptocurrency, yeah. NFTs. Uh, I think him and Aiden run a uh, – have started their own uh, NFT project. Mm-hmm. So he was he was uh, close with the people who are running Durham Inu. So he was telling us, you know – us about, you know, the, what they were offering, you know, a $500 sponsorship, excuse me, $500 sponsorship and everything. So of course, you know, once yeah. we, you know, us minor leaguers here, $500, uh-huh. we're like, what's going on? So he taught us all how to sign up um, and, you know, how to pass it along to, you know, other guys that, you know, may need the, the sponsorship. So, you know, I filled out the application, submitted a video, thanking, thanking them. And, uh, you know, I was able to receive, you know, receive the money, which, you know, helped out greatly, especially, you know, we're not getting, we don't get paid during mm-hmm. spring training. Um, so definitely helped, uh, you know, you know, with no, the for sure. 
Yeah, like I said, they sponsored over 80 minor league players. Um, they're doing a great job um, kind of reaching out and, and taking that role because there's obviously yeah. minor leaguers, like you said, don't get paid during the offseason. They don't get paid during spring training. And then when you mm-hmm. do get paid, it's not like you're getting paid major league money. You're getting paid less than minimum wage, right? I don't need to tell you that. Uh, yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see what they're doing um, more than baseball, adopt a minor leaguer and other mm-hmm. great organizations out there sure. um, sponsor, uh, sponsoring and being like an advocate for minor leaguers. Uh, like I said, they sponsor this podcast. Um, I love what they're doing um, on on this podcast. I like to talk to minor leaguers about some of their experiences. I know you, you kind of just started in the minors, mm-hmm. uh, but do you have any like funny minor league stories? Oh, boy. Um <laughs> trying to think not not like anything that you would hear like uh you know the the folk tales about the minor, uh-huh. minor league baseball or anything um i mean just the funny stories you know uh you know having fun with your teammates on the bus and you know just you know laughing along the way and, and everything nothing crazy um no no war stories yet yeah well like i said it's still early you, you first yeah. full season and we're starting we're getting started We'll have to have you back on, and you know later on we'll see if we have any Absolutely. more. Uh, but I've heard crazy stories, like you know going to the hotel and they don't even have their reservation, or going to the hotel yeah. and the, the lights are out, and the whole and the whole yeah. hotel, uh, or just these janky hotels that they go to and like they kind of mm-hmm. house you guys in. Um, you talked about traveling. Uh, obviously, you play in California, so you're going up and down the coast. Right. Um, so you have to go all the way down to what's the furthest you guys drive? I know like Southern California has a couple teams out there. Yeah. So we just got back last night, uh, like 2 a.m. from uh, Southern California. We were in San Bernardino playing oh, wow. uh, the uh, Angels affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's about the furthest we go. We go down there. We go to Rancho Cucamonga, which is like, I think, just like 15 minutes from uh, San Bernardino. So we'll go back down there in like three weeks. And then we go to Lake Elsinore, which is, I think, a little more south of uh, of those two teams. But not by much. Um, so we go down there. We, you know, we play each team. We play the the Southern California teams. I think once, uh, once at their place, once at our place. But then we. Uh, so I only have to go down there two more times, um, and then they come to us as well. So. So what do you what do you do on these long bus drives that keep yourself entertained? Like, are you uh, what do you, are you a podcast guy? You read books? You got what do you what do you do? Um, a little bit, uh, some podcasts. Um, I watched some, uh, some office. There you go. Uh, I watched, uh, you know, on the way down there, I, I watched the founder, uh, which is, uh, this, the movie about how they, like the McDonald's, they started the McDonald's corporation and stuff. Cause the first McDonald's was in San Bernardino. Uh, so I, was, I figured, oh, it'd be cool to watch, watch this, you know, while I go down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I FaceTime my girlfriend, uh, call my parents, um, or just like kind of listen to music and. Just kind of look out the window. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a grind in the minor leagues. Yeah. It's a grind, an absolute grind. You're driving seven, eight hours in a bus to San yeah. Bernardino or wherever you're going down there, and then you got to go all the way back. You said you mentioned you got back at two in the morning. I mean, that's yeah. that's just right there in itself. It shows like what yeah. <laughs> kind of grind it is in being in the yeah. minors. Um, have you gone to any cities? I know like you're in California, but have you gone to any cities or played, uh, whether in Arizona or California, where you're like, where am I? Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's not so much the, the cities that you play in where you feel like the middle of nowhere. But uh, usually when um, when you stop on the way to those cities, like, you know, last night we stopped in. 
I don't even know where we stopped. Uh, but it was like, you know, just a rest stop that had like a Burger King and a, and a Subway and, a, and, and gas. <laughs> so, you know, th- those are the moments you're like, wow, we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, the cities that we play in, they're usually fine. Um, so far, I've only been to San Jose, um, Fresno, and San Bernardino. Uh, so Right on. For sure. Um, have you had any uh, like funny fan interactions? Like I've had guys tell me like they've had a fan ask them to sign their backs or sign their necks or sign their foreheads um, or just like random things. They'll shout out at them because like in minor leagues, uh, a wow. lot of these stadiums are so small and you can hear mm-hmm. everything uh, when yeah. you're out there. Yeah. So especially being in the bullpen, you get the brunt of it, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the, the fans who've had a little too much uh-huh. on uh, the dollar beer nights. Yep. Or, you know, all of the kids wanting to get baseballs and stuff like that. Um, you know, the hecklers is one thing. You just kind of, you know, you know, forget about it. <laughs> the, the, the kids can be interesting. Um, you feel bad because, you know, we don't have endless uh, supply of baseballs like, you know, they do in the big leagues. So we can't give them all away. You know, if we get a foul ball, we'll flip it up. Um, you know, sometimes the, the kids can ask funny questions. Uh like this past weekend, you know, we're, we're sitting in the bullpen, full uniform, um, and a, a kid comes up to us and asks us if we're scouts. What did he ask you? If we're scouts. <laughs> like, you while while you're in the bullpen, they're asking yeah. you, are you guys scouts? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, we're, we're players. We're getting ready for, you know, to go into the game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, it can be interesting. So you mentioned that you guys get the brunt of it being in the bullpen. Like, is there any like chirps that you hear where you're like, wow, I got to respect that. That was actually kind of funny. Um, let's see. Not so much, not so far. Uh, you know, I think that sometimes they think they're, they're the chirpers can be a lot. They think they're a lot funnier than they are. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten any chirped too bad. So, uh, is it but so when this happens like when you're in the bullpen is it do you have to like bite your tongue to not be like to say something back i mean because obviously you're just there um they're chirping away like you said dollar beer nights like it can get pretty crazy yeah um not so much bite your tongue you know sometimes you come back you know runs to your head and you're like but you know nothing nothing crazy because you know especially in today's day and age if you say anything back you know i'm sure they have their phone ready and they you know We'll go out on the internet in a minute. So, um, no, you know, they're just having fun sometimes, you know, like, you know, they'll heckle you for an inning or two and then, you know, they'll say, Hey, you know, you've been a good sport. Like, okay. So yeah, nothing too bad. So, um, when you're not playing, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you do to entertain yourself? Do you golf, uh, call duty, Fortnite, read? Mm -hmm. Um, I usually just kick back and relax. Like today we had an off day. I was, you know, super exhausted. So I just kind of been, catching up on some laundry um you know eating you know a lot of more food you know hydra staying hydrated and stuff today i do like to golf every now and again i haven't golfed in a couple months but it's fun uh you know it's fun to get out there um you know i like to watch movies and stuff like that whether it's you know star wars or i'm a big fan of like the office i'll watch Mm -hmm. you know I'll just binge watch, you know, shows yeah. and stuff like that. How many times? How many times through have you watched The Office? Oh man, I don't know. It's probably 
probably eight or eight or so okay. maybe wow. it's kind of like now i just kind of put it on comedy central yeah and just like they're always i have it on so yeah sometimes it's inconsistent like how much i'm watching it or right. like when it picks off and leads off but yeah it's always on usually right on okay so you obviously play for stockton the ports um uh, the A's have a good farm system, especially now with all the wheeling and dealing that they've done. Um, in that locker room, who's like the glue guy or like the funny guy who keeps like everything kind of kind of light? Oh man, um, hmm. we've only been together a couple weeks. That's fair. But uh, Danny Bautista, one of our outfielders, who's also who's also from Tampa, I played against him my uh, I think of my maybe my sophomore year of high school. Uh, because he went to a, a local high school in Tampa too. He's always kind of he's in charge of the the music, the stereo, yeah, the music. Okay. He's always you know he's always in charge of the music. He's always uh you know cracking a joke here and there. So uh, he keeps it. He likes to keep it light for sure. Okay, so you mentioned you played him in in high school. Like was his, was his team pretty good or no? Yeah, they won the state championship. I think my sophomore year. Okay, so so, so he kind of let, lets you know. Does he ever let you know? Like, hey man, we. we <laughs> no not really i mean we just think it's so funny how we played against each other in high school and then now we're like teammates in professional baseball which is mm-hmm. pretty cool to, to say no for sure absolutely and like i said um you're you're in stockton hopefully uh you come up to the midwest here mm-hmm. um was it is it lansing no where is it yeah. that yeah, yeah. Lansing, yeah, the, I, lug nut, the that's, lug nuts uh, that's so. yeah because then then that way i can see you play here in the midwest because i'm i yes. i grew up in the bay now okay. I'm in Wisconsin, and obviously Beloit. I believe they, I believe they play in Beloit. You actually lucked out because they, they used to be the A's used to be in Beloit, and at that yeah. time, like that stadium was absolute trash. Um, yeah, they just built a new one. Not, okay. I think this is their first like inaugural year. Um, and mm-hmm. shout out to them for building a sweet stadium. I was just there last Saturday. It's actually really nice. Oh, but wow. uh, yeah, when the when the Oakland A's were in in Beloit, like it was bad, man. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that Beloit is was a uh, was very cold, so I'm yeah. lucky to be out here in sunny California, to, to say the least. No, you're right for sure, because I went out there last week and everyone was in like heavy school jackets, and I had a, yeah. a hoodie on, and I'm like, I was freezing, and I'm like, okay, obviously the move in early April or mid April, I guess, when I was out there is is to wear the bundle up because yeah, and here. Dude, it snowed like the week, the day before I went out there. Like it's, it's still like yeah. we're having crappy weather here. Yeah, that's insane. I, I've had my fair share of a uh, of cold baseball games playing in New Jersey in uh, New Jersey in college. So don't miss those days. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, well, hey, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I do appreciate you taking your time. Like I said, I got to get you out to the Midwest. Uh, we'll yeah. start. We'll start <laughs> the campaign. You know, free Aaron. Get him over here to the Midwest. Get out of the California League over here in uh in in Lansing, yeah Lansing, and uh we'll be able to get uh, see you there. And when you come down, I'll have to we'll have to hang out or something. Uh, we'll yeah, we'll go sure. golfing. I don't golf, but I'll pretend. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure. All right, Aaron, you have a great rest of your night, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This was awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, any time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna hold you to that. And like I said, I need you to be my video guy. Uh, make yep. me some videos. Uh, you know, hype up the podcast if you know what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I got you. All right, I appreciate that. All right, you have a great rest of your night, man. You too. Take right. care. Yep. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.